All right. And no, you don't look gray. <laughs> I fixed it. I fixed it. I did. I uh, did. Oh, oh, hey, everybody. Welcome to Painkiller Nearly, uh, episode 39. Yeah. Not bad. It's, uh, I know people, you know, sometimes we used to talk about like, hey, how high is this number? But 39 is farther than most podcasts make it. And this is our like sub podcast. Yeah. A lot of people don't take it seriously. When we started this thing, I, I think that we've said it before. The thing that holds this whole thing together is that we're all friends and we enjoy, we would, we would be doing this anyway. Like right before we started having a talk on and recording it, we were just having a talk and not recording it. You know, we were talking about civilization and YouTube politics and uh, other video makers and stuff like that and having, having fun and, so it's, I think that's what's held this whole thing together. We enjoy doing what we do. Yeah, yeah, that's, I agree with that. Um, that you've got the work ethic. I, I've, I've been watching your day in the life, man. Like, <laughs> I've had no idea. <laughs> you do a lot of stuff some days. Like, yeah. I, I also get that these are your day in the life videos, so you're probably like, you know, I should probably probably go the extra mile. That's probably not your, your day every day. It's a lot. Like, it, Okay, so today, here's what I did. I woke up like a day in the life video, took hope to school, got back, and then I slacked. I was so exhausted, I slept from like 9 till 10 or something, or whatever, 9.30 till 10.30 in the morning. And then Jackie had enough of my slacking ass, and it was time to get to work. I think we went out, we went shopping, I bought some parts at Home Depot while she went to Bed Bath & Beyond. We met the, uh, the delivery guys, the mattresses came in, then we came back. Um, a bunch of like, and by the way, like between every task is like Woodycraft, Woodycraft, Woodycraft. Wake up, Woodycraft. Take hope to school, Woodycraft. You know, do a thing. I'm, surpri I'm really surprised that you don't have like an iPad on all of your like buggies and farm equipment, so that you can be like watching that Dude, thing, watching those servers all the time. In my last office, I had a monitor above the TV, so that when yeah. I watch TV, I could see the status of Woodycraft. It's I more like stable than, than it was when I came up with that idea. So like, if I don't look at Woodycraft for two hours, it's probably fine. But at the time, that wasn't the case. Um, and then what did I do? I came back, I fixed a hole in the roof, I fixed a hole in the side of the wall from like, one was from a leak, the leak I fixed in a day in the life video, and the other was from just bumping furniture into the walls as we moved in, happens. And then, uh, and the roof was dicey. Dude, I looked at the roof from the ground and I'm like, eh, it doesn't look too steep. Whatever, I can walk around. As a kid, I used to walk around the roof on my house in Morristown, New Jersey and in Ocean City all the time. And Ocean City was like four stories up and I was totally comfortable with it. I got out on this roof. It was so steep. It was like the edges of the how much traction I had. Like, yeah. it, like it just see like something could go wrong mean. and I could break free and slide down the roof any the, second. The back side of my roof is like that. Like it, and that's the side where the gutters have never been cleaned. I, I tell me if you come back, but yeah, I had to, I had to clean some gutters as far as I know, like, there we go. There. All right. Cool. Cool. Okay, I'm glad you said that. So I had to clean some gutters. I had to repair gutters. There was like a downspout that led to the roof. I've never seen this before, but it's a downspout. And then it just pours onto the, the shingles. Well, without it, it was like dropping from six feet on the shingles and that looked bad for it. And then we're like, Oh, that must be what that downspout is for. So I got that all fixed up properly done professionally, etc. And, uh, I don't even know all the stuff I did. Oh, we have bumps in the, I call it the yard. I think most people would call it a pasture. It's not like it's really like normal grass or anything. It's kind of a field. And, it's a lawn. Uh, a lawn? Yeah, okay. it's a lawn. All right. It's not a yard. I, I, to me, all these terms are interchangeable. But okay, maybe it's a lawn. Um, there's like a rut further from the house that's, 
I don't know, it's not that deep, like four or five inches. But when you hit it at speed with like the tractor or the golf cart or something, it's, you know, it's too bouncy. So I was looking up how to fix it and everyone said you put sand in it. And I'm like, it seems like that would take a ton of sand, but everyone said the same thing. I thought maybe there was some tool that you just drag behind a tractor that levels things like a, um, there a is, fox but blade really or something. You'd have a big bald spot there everywhere it went, though. It seems almost worth it to me. Like, if there was a bald spot for five weeks, that'd be no big deal. It's a pasture, right? It's not like a golf course out there. Well, you know, if it's a pasture, like, then, yeah, like, like my dad's got stuff that he drags behind his tractor. That, you know, it's a box scrape. That's, yeah, I think a that, box blade, what, I think it's called. Yeah, I, I think, I think you know, our, colloquially, we call it a box scrape. But, but yeah. Okay. Uh, dragging one of those behind there. That, that levels it. My dad's actually got a huge one because they, it's got like the, it, you know, it's got hydraulic lifts on it so you can get it just right and everything. Mm -hmm. Similar to your, uh, your mower and everything. Maybe that would be the trick. I've seen him do stuff like that in yards actually, but it leaves a big nasty spot. Like he was doing it because he was about to lay sod down. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I need to do more research, but I read sand. So I went out and I bought 150 pounds of sand and I filled like, say the rut is 80 feet long. Yeah. Well, it feels Six like feet? three and a half, maybe yeah. <laughs> three yeah. and a half, four. Like I was like, ah, oh, this just can't be the right way to do it. If it takes like 50 pounds per half foot, then no, per foot. That's like whatever eight times 50 is. Is that 4,000 pounds? Eight times 50 is 400 pounds, right? 80 is the number I'm looking for. Ah, 80 eight. times 50 would be 4,000. 4, yeah. So, uh, uh, it would take 4,000 pounds of sand. And I'm just like, I think there's got to be a different way to do this. So Yeah, I don't know how much two tons of sand costs, but <laughs> I, be I bet two, two tons of dirt is a lot cheaper, though. Might be, and dirt seems like the right material. Whatever. You can buy dirt. I spread the 150. I just, I don't know. I, I go all the time. Part of it is this house has no place to slack. Like, there's, there's really not much slacking. There's no couch and TV set up here. Like, that doesn't exist. That it, the couches are... are we're not happy with our furniture people now. Like if our, our unhappiness is extended to them. Um, mm. it, it, we had a decorator that in some ways we really like, but um, like our kitchen table, uh, I guess it like, I don't know, maybe butter got on it or something. And now there's like a stain and Jackie's like, you know, we told her our lifestyle. We told her that we have children, that we have dogs, and she should have recommended furniture that was appropriate for that environment. Instead, it's like a showpiece, and I really like our kitchen table, but I think that if we fast forward three years, we'll be getting a new one. Mm -hmm. And, uh, um, you know, we have a carpet that is in the living room, and I, I liked it when we put it down and stuff, but then it got like a crease in it. And apparently we're supposed to put like heavy things on it to press it down. I don't know what heavy thing you put on like a seven foot long crease, like a safe and, you know, to straighten it out. So uh, we're just like, eh, I feel like she didn't pick and decorate appropriate for like a family. I mean, she did it more. Should have gotten that $150 an hour uh, or $300 an hour decorator, whatever the fuck it was. Maybe there was crazy one, one that wanted 15 grand a room. And I'm like, did, what does that include? Does that include the furniture or something? Furniture? Like, 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 are you building the furniture in the room? Like, right. Like, That's what I'd like, want for 15 grand. But, um, and the other issue is this, some of the stuff like the stools, for example, this, our kitchen has like a, um, an Island and there's like a place to sit. Like the, the counter kind of goes up so you could legs would fit underneath it. The yeah, counter the hangs over. What'd you call it? Bar. Yeah, that works. Um, anyway, four months and the chairs aren't in yet. 
And we're just like, well, you know, when the kitchen table didn't come, they're like, ah, oh, sorry, your cable came in. We sold to someone else. I apologize. We get a new table every week. We'll have yours. It took three weeks. Well, that just sucks. Like three weeks to wait around for your table when you've already waited three months is a lot. And now the, the chairs that came in, they sent the wrong chairs. They were too tall. And, yeah, uh, that's a real fuck up. So now we're at like four and a half months on these chairs and we ordered some rugs and a couch from them. And I don't know when they're coming. And it's just like, you know what? We're buying our furniture elsewhere. So yeah, that's a thing. I was hoping you were getting to that. <clears throat> yeah, they're fired. Woody won't put up with much more of this bullshit. <laughs> a lot of, I put up with a lot of bullshit. Like it shouldn't take four months for furniture. You know, I get that sometimes furniture takes six to eight weeks, right? Sometimes it does. And I don't like it, but that's a thing that happens with furniture. But when you get into like, you know, 18 weeks... What the fuck? You know, like that just seems outrageous. Um, Jackie helped me mow yesterday. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that was cool. I guess Hope was too busy. So Jackie's like, oh, I'll chip in. We yeah. got another, uh, we got a riding lawnmower for Colin. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's, dude, he's awesome. I, I'm, I think this is going to be in a, a little vlog I made recently. But um, I'll try and find you. Oh, wait, I know where it is. Jackie texted it to me. I need a better copy. But I will have this in one second. What kind did you get? I guess you're going to show me. Yeah, it, it's John Deere. Here. This is what we look like out there together. So I'll show you in a second. I'm showing everyone else. Okay. This is what... This is oh, Colin and I out yeah. together mowing the yard. So it's pretty cool. That's awesome. How much was it, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, it was used. And yeah, um, it was... It was three grand, so new it would it it had thirty five hours on it, and new it costs I think forty two hundred, but it also came with a sprayer and a uh, like oh, a, nice. like a little John Deere tractor, and altogether it was like oh it was twenty eight hundred, and altogether it was like forty eight hundred dollars worth of stuff, all of it one year old. And Do you have any fire ants there? Sometimes. Mm. Do you have any? Do you have something for it? Um, Amdro, you know, oh. you just sprinkle that stuff on, you know, poison. I need to know I, what I don't the, have the real solution. stuff is. There's a, so our, the thing about Amdro, <laughs> like the name brand that you mentioned mm -hmm. is like the stuff we buy at Home Depot where you get like one gallon of it and put it on a hill. Um, that's cool for smaller places, but we want to like do our pasture and you, apparently you get like a spreader and something that has ingredients in common with Amdro and, and for like 250 bucks, you can do it all. Mm-hmm. But with Andro, if you'd use Andro exactly, I think it would be like $30,000 to do our property. Yeah, you like, wouldn't want to start up. Um, some stuff that's really effective, it comes in a bottle that's sort of cylindrically shaped. And it's a very fine white powder. It looks like flour or something. And it has a foul smell to it. Like, mm -hmm. it's a really distinctive smell. You're just like, oh, I've never smelled that before. And if I ever smell that again, I'll know that it's this stuff. <laughs> and you just you know, sort of pin prick some holes and it's got one of those, uh, you, you unscrew the top and it's got that, like that plastic seal, um, that thing you peel off of everything. Now mm -hmm. you just pin prick some holes in that and literally a small dusting on an anthill and they're all dead. I don't know what it is, but like an, if you took a pinch of this stuff and just went poof on an anthill as you know, this big, like all of them die a horrible hmm. death. It's great. Do you need to handle it with latex gloves or something? Or I, I, I do. You do. I, um, I mean, I do. I don't. Around there, they wash their hands with fucking lava and paint thinner. Like they don't give a fuck what's on their hands. They're always <laughs> like there'll be chemical burns and stuff going on. They're, they spray so many awful chemicals that I'm sure are like carcinogenic. They're, they all of the chemicals that my dad uses 
have like the skull and crossbones and they say shit like apparently they're all outlawed in California. <laughs> like <laughs> it's, it's all Monsanto shit. Like it's it's rough stuff. They and they he, he mixes up twice as strong. Like he sprays it inside those poultry houses when there aren't any chickens to completely like nuke all the bacteria. Because if you can imagine a wooden structure with twenty five thousand chickens shitting in it for sick for like two months. It's filthy. It's disgusting. It's full of bacteria. So they spray this awful stuff in there. And I remember once, like, he had the chemical mask on, mm -hmm. and he even had, like, a hat and a bandana and stuff. But the places, like, around the edges where it did make contact were just scorched. It looked like he had the worst sunburn, and the skin was peeling. Dude, and, uh, have you worn those chemical masks? Oh, yeah. They're awful. Yeah, they're amazing. I think, well, I mean, they're not fun to wear. Yeah, they're not but, fun to wear. But, like, this is, so I have two. I have a particulate filter. And I have a chemical mask and I, I wear the chemical one when I would finish furniture, like, cause I'd be indoors. It'd be particularly like strong and stuff. And I wear the other one when I sand the particulate mask. I've been in environments that I've created that were so dusty yeah. that like, by the time you look on the other side of the room, it's like, holy smokes, this is thick with dust. And before I wore a particulate filter, I'd be coughing and hacking. You blow I, your nose in the shower and it's just disgusting. Dude, it creates like a dowel. <laughs> like, you know, like, and you get a wooden dowel that pops out of your nose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. That, now I can put that in that little screw hole. <laughs> I could use this later. <laughs> so, but then I wear the mask and it's like, I've got a superpower. I wore the chemical mask and I swear I couldn't smell my own fart. Yeah. I'm like, this is just, this is like amazing. Like whatever's going on out there is not happening in here. And, uh, and they're cheap. Like that. So it, after 9-11, so many people had that like, you know, like bad lungs and all that 9-11 rescuer disease stuff. Yep. And I'm like, dude, for my, my mask, and it's just not cheap, cheap, but I think mine was like $18 or something like that. Like it's, it's not the kind of money that you can't set aside for your health. If, if, if we had provided that those paper masks are garbage, I don't know if you know garbage. how. Absolutely. The, the yeah. best of them have a little thing in the front, like a little filter and they're okay. <clears throat> they're okay for like maybe wood projects or like allergies, like maybe Maybe doing some some yard work, but for what you're talking about, that chemical mask knocks out everything. The, I've it, had the military ones, the industrial ones, they're great. I've you worn the, the paper ones, like even the good ones for wood projects. They don't, if it doesn't seal on your face, then the air has two options to get in. The either unrestricted hole to the side of the mask or through the mask, which is you know a restricted air thing. So twice as much comes through as the, the holes as it does sucks through the, the paper itself. And, and you're mostly getting unfiltered air. I, I feel like a paper mask is just for show. Do you put both straps on? Yeah, but it, hmm. maybe my head's a different shape or something. I don't know, but I feel, I feel like, like I've got an effective use out of paper mask. I just really like, like so that like when I take deep breaths, I can feel it like crushing from the suction uh, I, like around my face i agree but even then I, I feel like it's moving twice as quickly through the holes as it is through the filter you know the whatever like around your nose for example like this you, the audio people can't hear me but right where your nose meets like above your mustache that spot um yeah anyway so paper masks are absolute garbage in my opinion and awesome masks awesome masks that will really keep you safe are like 18 dollars yeah, you know, from 3M. And it's a good investment if you're going to be doing anything <coughs> where it's dusty and, and awful like that. Like, 
uh, whether it's allergies, dust, or some mm -hmm. sort of cancer-causing asbestos that, that you might find in a 9-11 type scenario. Hey, did you watch the new Game of Thrones last night? I've seen it, yes. Um, or was it last night? It was the night before last. That's what it was. It was, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I saw it. I liked it. I um, I don't know. The book is ruining me. And, and now I'm in book five. I'm pretty deepish. Let me see. Not see, that, that, that's why I stopped reading the book, because they're diverging so much. And also, I like seeing the show first better. I'm seven hours into book five. And nice. book five has so much from the show that I've questioned whether I'm listening to these books out of order. Like... Um, Tyrion traveling by boat to meet Danny. Mm -hmm. That's book five. Um, okay. What else? Uh, Jon Snow debating about like making the wildling, wildlings their friends. Book five. Um, these are all spoilers, by the way. Well, not really. They're in the show, but they're like they're not spoilers. I don't know. They're yeah. spoilers for if you don't watch the show. Um. I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, there was a lot of stuff recently about Danny feeling the the weight of like making all these decisions, like babies and dragons and stuff. That was last season. But what it's about in, Stone Men? I I don't think I've, I've found Stone Men in book five yet. The Stone Men were awesome. When when and I, that scene's great. You know, they're they're in the boat. They're going through mm -hmm. Jorah's got the tiller and or the tiller, whatever it's called, and uh, and and Tyrion's up front. And then the dragon starts coming over, and they're both completely distracted by this enormous fire-breathing dragon. And over Tyrion's shoulder, out of focus, you can see the Stone Man kind of like perched and mm -hmm. like like crouched down. And I was like, wait, what's that? And then, <laughs> and then when they jump in the boat, and Jorah screams, Stone Man! I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> fuck's a stone man and they're just like ah, ah, and their whole goal seems to just be to infect you with uh with grayscale uh, at the that point was pretty scary at the point i'm in in book five seven hours into book five mance is still alive wow so like and and he died like in episode one or two of of season four which is supposed yeah. to be book four i think i know season five which is supposed to be book four so uh anyway yeah i, I just it appears that the show is accelerating things um, so they can wrap the show up in the next two or three years, I'd say. And changing a lot of the, like, the order of events and stuff. So, mm -hmm. um, but I'm enjoying it. As I like, disconnect from the show more, I find it easier to follow the book. Whereas like, back when I was more connected, I'm like, wait, what? That doesn't, like, I'm confused. So, yeah, I don't think um, that uh, Barristan uh, Selmy was supposed to die at least not the way he did in the show, because uh, he's dead now. You know, he died in that alley with Grey Worm. He was laying on the. That's a dead. book five thing. Ah, yeah, okay. and um, right. So that I don't know. Like, like you said, it's it. It gets it, I, the whole thing kind of mixed me up. Now that I'm in book five, like a lot of things are kind of getting resolved for me. Like, oh right, right. That's what the show because the show in book four didn't sync up to me <clears throat> at all. Yeah, but um. Whatever. Uh, I'm enjoying it. I'll, I'll get through it. And I don't know what I'm going to do with myself when I finish all these Game of Thrones books. I've devoted yeah. like hundreds of hours to them. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think I'm going to get back into mine. You've, you've, you've spurred my interest. Now it'll be fun to catch you. Oh, yeah. Where yeah. are you in book four? Um, I'm like five or seven hours in or something like that, I think. Oh, you're fairly early in book four. Yeah, yeah. You're now, a book, book four is not that long, right? It, I'm a book ahead, it's, but I'm one of the shortest books ahead. 
Yeah. Although we're still talking about like 30 hours. <laughs> it's more than this, like 37, I think. There you go. Yeah, they're long. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to listen to after this. I think I might actually uh, get into this a bit. You know what I was thinking? Because I, I was adding up how much time I had spent on Game of Thrones, which it's, in, it's purely entertainment. I'm not getting anything out of this. Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not bettering myself at all by <laughs> learning about Westerosi uh, history. Mm. But what if I were learning Spanish or, uh, or French or something? I feel like that would be a... I don't know if I'd be able to stick to it as much. But if I just listen to it while I'm doing this instead, when I'm driving or riding a lawnmower or whatever, like I do with this, then maybe I could learn Spanish in six or eight months. That'd be interesting. If you want to develop a little Spanish, can I suggest a nightmare renovation project? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Maybe if I could get like four or five Mexican guys to just be at my house kind of hanging out for a few months. Yes. Yeah. I pick some up. That's mm -hmm. what, what they call that immersion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's immersion linguistics. Um, You're catching I'm not on, my amigo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah, I, but I, I've always wanted to learn another language. Like you always talk about how it's so cool when someone can just pick up a guitar and make music. And, you uh -huh. know, I feel, and, you know, we've, we've said languages are in a, a similar way. It's, I find it fascinating when someone's got a Reddit post about how, like, I don't know, they speak. What it, they speak some very rare language or something. They just happen to hear like a couple of Koreans making fun of them or a couple of... Um, yeah, I um, like that. Like, they, they speak Farsi and the yeah. Saudi Arabian like uh, guy at the airport's lap, like, you know, talking shit about them or something and they know it and it's... I'm, I, I dream about that. I was Little like, do I, you I, know, I also speak Tehapu. <laughs> <laughs> you think you're the only one that speaks Tehapu? <laughs> Me? You? And 18 other people, all right? <laughs> all 20 of us. Fucker. Don't you try to talk shit about me and Tehapu. Yeah. So I think that would be cool. I wouldn't learn Tehapu. Um, you know, there is that, that part. Uh, so here are the languages that I'm considering. Because I'm, I'm really serious about this. I've always wanted to learn one. Russian Ooh. would obviously be a good one to pick up. I think mm -hmm. that'd be cool. I can um, see that. Yeah. Because I've been asked to do Russian language stuff a lot, believe it or not. Russian's and, uh, tough. But go on. Yeah, that's the only word to know. And um, and echnaqui, um, but the uh, that's fuck you. But the uh, but Spanish would be so utilitarian. Like I'm gonna run into so many Hispanic people, so many Spanish-speaking people right here. Mm -hmm. Like they're gonna be here in my neighborhood, at the stores I frequent, you know, in my community. They're already here. I'm not gonna run into. Very, I, I, don't, I don't think I've never met a French guy here. Like I just haven't. I've met Frenchmen. I've met French people, but not I think here. that like hey, you know that attorney we both know who's friends with um, the very wealthy people who took us to yes. that shooting place. I think he speaks yeah. French. I'm sure he does. Yeah. Yeah. So you ah, he's got to speak up everything. <laughs> I love that guy. Aiden would be an interesting guest on the show. Yeah, Aiden would. Dude, I never even thought of him. Well, we'd have to make sure he had proper audio equipment. Like he might not. Because he's, he's just a person. He's he. So his his deal is he's. Um, I know he has done some male modeling. I know his girlfriend, um, the last girlfriend I knew of, was a model, and and she was like a like a some sort of cosmetic model or something. Mm -hmm. She was very very. She was like her face in particular. Dude, get her, her on the show. I've got bags, right? <laughs> yeah. So she was perfect. He was perfect. But but his 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 whole thing is like I don't know. He's a, he's a, he's an entertainment lawyer. That's his uh, bread and butter, I guess. But he's he was already seemingly pretty wealthy. He's got all these expensive cars, and um, he seems to just he, he's a really well dressed guy. He's uh, he's he's done a lot of cool stuff, 
And uh, he's got a lot of cool stories. He was with me that night when I was uh, hanging out with Dakota Meyer, the Medal of Honor winner guy, and like um, going to that nightclub in New York where they had the crazy sex show with the 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 man with the thing in his ass and the whipped cream and the dog mask. He's and like all Dan Blazarian, but for real. I don't know if he. <laughs> I, I doubt he's got Blazarian's money. But uh, he's got, well, I mean, he does seem to ha- like have the girls in the adventures and stuff, and it's not all yeah. like models hired for a photo shoot that's true that's totally true yeah he's definitely got um he's, he's definitely pretty good at picking up ladies um it was and you it was can not- see why like he's charmed me <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's- he doesn't want or need anything from me he just oozes charm everywhere he goes Hanging out wearing a three-piece suit with this long flowing hair. He looks a bit like Jamie Lannister. He's got a <laughs> British accent and it's kind of rough. And it's uh, it's uh, he's a cool guy to hang out with. Yeah. He's done. He's got and lots of cool stories. He'll tell you about the time he went he uh, he went hooker racing. Yeah, dude. He, get, I'm sorry to interrupt. And people have been fussing at me lately about that. But well, thank you. Um, he tells stories like hooker racing, where like he and his friend jump on the back of hookers and get them to run in a race. But he tells it to me like, like, well, you know, right? Like, I'm, I'm sure you've hooker raced too. And it's so like, he made a $5,000 bet, you know, as you do. <laughs> <laughs> right? He's like, so I jumped on the big fat one and I won. She could handle the weight. My friend had the hot hooker. You don't want that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> His friend jumped on his hooker and she just crumpled underneath, <laughs> yeah. like, like onto the asphalt. Meanwhile, he's like piggybacking his way to success. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like an overweight, rough looking black hooker. If I remember the story right, just picture like a woman built to carry furniture and, and he rides her to, to victory. And uh, what, what was that? Sturdy. Sturdy woman. And, yeah. and yeah, but, but yeah, he tells the whole stories and engages me like, yeah, yeah so we made a $5,000 bet, as you do, and I grabbed the big hooker. I'm sure you would have too. <laughs> I was like, no, I, I don't. Yeah, he likes that too. He's kind of, he, he does some like weird gambling like that. I know he, ra- he does auto racing, yes. but it's not, it's not like the professional auto racing that you might see on TV. It's like these rich guy auto races where like they all get their like Ferraris, Lambos, Cobras and shit like that and go out on some prestigious racetrack because they've all been invited. And I, In the way I envisioned it, they all have like 1966 Ferraris. With like open wheels and shit, and they're like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, but Crazy. I've seen the, the the races like that I've seen. Uh-huh. It's like just bring your supercar. Like they don't care. Like it's everybody's got. It, it seems like a weird mixture of stuff that doesn't really mm. go together. It, but it's there's like Lambos and and Porsches and a Corvette, and then there's like some old car that looks like it was made for racing. And so I think he did he did a lot of that, and he, I know he bets on that a lot, and. Um, I, I've got his cell phone number. We he's should a, see if we can get him on the show. We just need it. Maybe we'll spend some of that Patreon money. Ship a Merca set up. Like a little webcam, a mic, and a, and a thing. I, and he's, I was going to say, like, if, if he were into it, I would be like, oh, but you need a good microphone and, you know, a camera and everything. All right, don't worry. I'll sort it out by the afternoon. And he'll, <laughs> he'd show up and he'd be like, all right, then let's get this all started. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, when Dude, we could in. send him an Amazon wish list. I mean, I, like you said, you know, we probably don't have to buy it for him. Yeah, he. Uh, I know when he got into paintball, like uh, mm. uh, he showed up with the best. You know, he went and played paintball with us in Chicago that time. 
and then like after that, he he got into it, and the next thing he knew, like he he was he's like me. He's got the full like crazy two or three thousand dollars setup with all the like multiple masks and helmets and moisture wicking technology in his fancy pants, and you know he just went all all, all in. So moisture wicking technology, not just for pro gamers. No, that moisture wicking <laughs> technology is important. I I love that. I only I wear those Nike dry fit shirts. I'm mm -hmm. sure there's similar stuff out there, but I love them. I sweat a ton when I'm playing paintball. And I'll sit down for ten minutes between games, and it just seems I can like watch myself evaporating. Do you wear a um, a jersey or just that shirt? I it depends how hot it is. Sometimes I wear just that shirt because um, it looks lousy for getting shot. It. I mean, this is still healing. It's. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That was. That's two weeks old. It, that kid shot me so fucking hard. It really hurt. It, 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 that was one of the worst ones I'd gotten in a while. I bruised badly. Am I, I've been um, thinking about getting a. Uh, I, I see that like the paintball companies, all of them, whether it's Empire, Planet Eclipse, or whatever, they make these like tight-fitting sort of Under Armour material shirts that have padding built in. And I always mm. thought that was pussy shit. I was like, I don't need a fucking padding. Free the pain. But now I'm just like, I don't really don't want to be covered in bruises all the time. They it's about winning, though, right? The padding makes it so that your ball doesn't break, so I can win. I'm, it's not because I'm a pussy. That's part of it, too, actually. Yeah, I consider that as well. Like, Let's go with that. <laughs> it, it, it is part of it. And it I know is. some people like, um, uh, like, might think that's cheap or like, why would you do that? Everything, every paintball, every piece of paintball equipment in existence is made to do that. Anything you strap onto yourself is, is it, the good versions of it anyway, made by one of the really name brand companies is made to make bounces. That whole thing, remember Skeletor had all that uh, string hanging from his mask? Yeah, yeah. It's not just cosmetic. If a paintball hits that, it's slowed down enough that it'll bounce off his throat. Um, you know, my jer our jerseys have all that padding in the mm -hmm. shoulders. And they hang super loose. You know, they're mm -hmm. like triple XL hanging everywhere. It's all about hitting a, you know, a suspended piece of fabric and taking all that impact out of the round and not breaking on you because only breaks count. So yeah, it might be a good idea. And the parts on. that it's suspended by, like your shoulders, Padded. Oh, padded. Yeah. Yep, yep. That even the you know on the backs of your hands, all the hard parts have lots of nice padding. Your wrists and stuff, places where you get bricks. So yeah, I might get one of those. They're like seventy dollars though, and I'm only gonna wear it for that. I've already got so much expensive stuff. I hate to keep pouring money into my paintball thing because I, I I know that I'm not gonna get any better by buying new equipment. At this point, I'm just it's just like self. It's just masturbation. It's just like. <laughs> Yeah, all the paintball stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a pile of it in there that I don't use already. So I, I think I need to just be happy with my setup. It's gotten as good as it can get. I've got a whole harness now that holds the rifle right here for me like a like I'm a fucking commando. I've, so that Have you played in shorts? Yeah. Is it bad? No, it's not bad. It's better. I'm just I just, you know, I don't I don't play in shorts. Um I've never played in shorts before, but if we're going to play in July, I mean, I'm going out there dressed like Borat. I saw just the thing for you. Let me see if I can find these things. <laughs> uh, please be the I, Borat man, Jeannie. I love it. <laughs> no, this, is not, this is the perfect product for, uh, for what you're describing, I think. I, I was looking on Amazon earlier for, like, for things like what we're talking about, like, like different paintball items. Let me see. I'm just going to keep pressing back. Maybe I'll find it. Hmm. With these weird pants. They're kind of pants, huh? Um, are they action pants? They unzip and turn into shorts. They're three quarter pants. Three quarter oh. pants. Oh yeah. Freeze. So kind of <laughs> it's like I wore in the nineteen twenties. <laughs> um, that's goalkeeper pants. That's not what I'm looking for. I don't think. 
I'm googling while you're at it. They look they hung like shorts, like long shorts, like just below your knee. Um, and they had a bunch of padding built into them. They they looked like they were made to for a goalkeeper or something like that. But I can't find them now. And they stopped just below the knee? Yeah, just below the knee. I feel like that's the way to go though. I feel like um I don't wear shorts. It's just on principle. It's just not part of uh hmm. part it sounds better than the Woody's Gamer shorts I was planning on rocking. What about a kilt? Uh, I imagine. Are you familiar with the Utila kilt? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what if, if there was a paintball Utila kilt that had paintball pods all over it? <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be yeah. if it just had pod holders and such. A holster on one side for a pistol. The whole thing. <laughs> the Utila kilt. I remember the Utila kilt being like six hundred and fifty dollars. Does that they sound would right? Not give me one. They wouldn't give me one. Like I'm at the Razor booth. They just had give me all this free shit. Razor was very kind to me. They gave me like a couple thousand dollars worth of cool shit. And I was doing. I was throwing stuff out, and then the and, and the Utila kilt. That people were there, and I was like, I'd love one of those Utila kilts. I'll wear it in a video. Even I'll do a Scottish fucking video. It'll be funny. <laughs> They're like, these are like four hundred dollars. And I'm just like, what? You, you can't. I mean, what's your markup, though? Come yeah, on. right? So the leather kilts are 600 666 But they have some fabric ones in the 250s-ish. And there's a Workman, which looks like it's suede maybe for 260 So I just don't think the kilt's a good idea because you just don't have as much protection to your thighs and your junk. Like, it just doesn't seem like a good idea. I get that it, you, it I'm sure it's cooler. I'm sure it's nice wearing a skirt all day. But it just doesn't seem safe. It, I, the workman seems like it'd be great for in the shop. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just I can, want to go on the outdoors playing paintball with it, though. I can just imagine, like, falling on your ass or something. Oh, and, yeah. It, it would seem like shorts, if you fall, or, let's say hypothetically you're sliding into place in shorts, they protect your butt because they kind of stay in place. A yeah. kilt will slide up and you'll be on your bare ass. I've got paintball sliding shorts now. They're really nice. I got all kinds of padding on my ass and thighs and stuff. And I come hauling ass into those bunkers now and just, just drop on my ass and slide in and don't feel a thing. It's great. Huh. Yeah. Although I... if you had the kilt, you know, when before the before the like the paintball game kicked off, you could moon the other team like <laughs> <laughs> that you sounds... could go out, remember that speech you gave? You know, you went out like Yeah, that that's speech. so flow flat. I, 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 I've got it somewhere. I, I re-listened to it. I've got that video. <laughs> um, but I can just imagine you redoing that. Half your face painted fucking blue. <laughs> <laughs> In the kilt. Step yeah. it up until it works. <laughs> the day will come when the courage of men fails. When swords break and shields shatter. Something like that. Something like that, yeah. You know it, don't you? Um... I don't know it too much better than you. I know the gist okay. of it, or the gist of it either way. Um, so, do you, can we talk a little bit about civilization? Yeah. So I think I was surprised when you told me earlier that you enjoyed the last Civ game because I thought that you were just kind of suffering through it. I, I knew you were enjoying doing your stream thing, but I didn't think you were particularly enjoying the civilization. But you actually enjoyed a game of Civ. Is that what you're what I'm what I'm hearing? I think that's fair to say. Yeah, I actually enjoyed a game of Civ. I, uh, I think the stream added a little fun to it for me. Um, yeah, the fact that it was six v or three v three for six total, I thought that was kind of fun. Um, it was good. It was good. Also, I didn't feel 
normally when we play Civ, you guys pick on me for anything. Spaghetti Junction comes to mind. Uh, that didn't really happen in the stream. No, no, we didn't want to do that. Uh, didn't want to give you any shit. <laughs> made a lot of right decisions anyway. So there wasn't, uh, you know, there wasn't a ton of stuff to... And some wrong ones, and we talked about that, and, and you know... Like the culture the, policy was, was really your own That was mistake. the one I was thinking of, yeah, yeah. The culture policy, especially with no barbarians, was the wrong pick. There was something about it at the top of that policy tree that seemed like the best idea at the time, and then I yeah. just finished the tree. It's something like, I think unlocking it gives you... Um, like the the offense against barbarians and like culture every time you kill one and then like the first ten it's like production for units and maybe there's another one for a great ge yeah one of them is a great general and then it's unit production and then it's unit experience and it's good stuff it's just but it just so happens to be one of the weakest policies because you know you accrue it over time those social policies but that's not how wars are fought you know wars are fought like go 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 like it's it gonna might happen have been, it might have been the culture that made me pick it now that I think back, but anyway, I'll pick a different one next time or ask for advice or something. Yeah, that um, um, the the one that that's all the way on the left, uh, the uh, the liberty tree, no, the tradition tree. Like the first one you open up on it starts oh, giving you three culture per turn every turn. I think I might have liked that it gave me a settler, but then as the way the game worked out, I got a like I built a settler at the same time it gave me one, and I went really wide compared to where I, like I, I like to build a second and then a third city but not at one time you have the, you, it turned out you have the right idea though like like Chiz and I were telling you earlier it, we played a multiplayer mm -hmm. game with a guy who just who cleaned our clock recently and and his whole thing was playing very wide from the start I won't go into like great detail about how he did it but it's very unconventional instead of building you know buildings and support stuff at the, early in the game his his focus is completely on getting three cities up as fast as possible getting caravans pumping food back and forth between that's the, exactly you know, what i right? did except that, so early on i pumped food back and forth with my caravans but then later i had to pump um gold yeah was it gold it might have been yeah i think it was gold because i was in a gold hole and you know, so every time i made a caravan it was about getting gold yeah so it's it's also about the way you get the settlers. Like you used your culture policy, which takes a while. He by by the time you get to that policy, he's God. already got the three cities built and like going. Like I know like, exactly how he did it, and that's how I'll do it next time. Yeah, I, it's yeah. it's. I, I think next time I like streaming. I like doing the stream. It was cool to check in on the stream every now and then. See Severe delay. I mean, or even would fifteen minutes do it? Could we do it as a single player game? I feel like it ruins multiplayer. There's just we're just giving away so much. It's and, you're right. And like we talked about, it's hard to keep a multiplayer game going. I feel like we could have an exciting stream playing against AI. Yeah. Especially if we turn barbarians on, then there's fighting all the time. What we talked about was this. Kyle, in all his hours, and me too, and I mostly play with him, uh, has never had a three v three finish right. And in my head, the last game finished, but in reality, it didn't. In reality, we had discovered that we couldn't possibly win. And then maybe three moves later, Chiz got disconnected. Was it Chiz first? And then you two? My internet went out, and then I don't know what happened from there. I, I got back on in a few minutes by switching lines, and then I think I was going to have to tether because that was going to be shitty too. But <sighs> yeah, something always goes wrong. It, it's, it was just too many... Civilization Five is not uh, is not a good multiplayer game. I feel like they just like got that engine can't handle it anymore. It's it, it, it's something about multiplayer that strains it to the limits and things start breaking. Yeah, it just does. And, and I've got a pretty reliable internet connection. Like a, 
it just always seems to be. And whenever we download stuff and whatever, like I usually get it first. And um, I want to say the time I was the observer, it seemed like I was the problem. Yeah, it seemed like, and I don't know if it, you, it, it, it was you specifically or if it was just the fact that there was an observer. You mm -hmm. can never tell. It's so weird. I think next time maybe we'll do like the three of us at least. Against AI. Then, yeah, and I'd be happy to turn my camera on. That'd be, that'd be fun. I don't know if that works for the stream. I don't know how streaming works. I've never even, my <laughs> internet connection has never even been close enough to good enough to think <laughs> about it and learn the, the basics. But um, I'd do that. And uh, I don't know the exact scenario. I could think about a really entertaining one that might lend itself to a stream and maybe be a five-hour game instead of a potentially... Actually, AI games seem to get, get done a lot faster. That's one thing that everyone could look Because you don't wait for the to. AI. When you play 3v3, every turn is as quick as the slowest player. When you play 3v AI, then like the three, every turn is as fast as the third slowest instead of the yeah, sixth. It, if you've ever seen the AI make its turns, like if you, I, I was looking at um, Russia's city in that game where they just whipped our ass. Uh, no, that was an AI game. I was, I, was, I was playing an AI game anyway, and I was zoomed in on an enemy city, and it came to be their turn. And they must have made like 10 moves at once. It was like... And they were just, all their units had like, you know, settlers had moved, um, workers had moved, all the units. They give their orders at the same time, seemingly. All the units get, get their moves simultaneously. So you don't have to wait on those other three players. So that'd be, that'd be nice. And there's lots of different scenarios, like actual scenarios that are different from just starting the game out as a settler and, you know, building your cities that could be played. There's a whole thing about like, you know, they'll, they'll start you up with, like, real-world scenarios. Like, the Civil War is one I've played a few times. You know, someone starts as the North, someone as the South, and you've got all the cities that the North and the South had at, you know, the day one of the Civil War, especially, like, the key uh, playing points in South Carolina and stuff. At that, that, there was that fort. Um, and you've got the correct amount of units, and they're the correct type of units, too. It's stuff like cavalry and, uh, um, you know, musketmen and stuff like that. So that's kind of neat. But there's also ones where it's where you're like Japan trying to conquer a bunch of islands. Um, there's you, if we got into um, what would really be fun for a, a stream, but it's a little bit labor intensive, is if we all went through the trouble of um, uh, getting mod, making it so that we could play multiplayer mods, which it's like a four-step process. That's a you know it's one of those things we got to move files around in, in folders, but it's not that awful. We could do it if we sat there and do it together, and then the options are limitless. First of all, there's tons of things that make the game look and play better. One of the ones I play with a lot that seems to make the game not crash. Uh, you know how like set when you've got a settler, a worker, a rifleman, whatever. There's like six or nine of them actually, like six or nine little people. Uh -huh. There's a mod that makes it so it's just one guy. You just one big guy there, <laughs> and you, it, the whole map's less cluttered. The the game runs smoother. So. Huh. Running mods, running uh, mods, there's tons of them, so many cool mods where it gives you more wonders, more religion, more culture, more buildings. Mods more are what they are, though. Like, it, it expands on the game, but there's sometimes a bit of a cost, either in performance or in reliability. or like it, It's usually not... Or in balance. Or in balance, yeah, and gameplay itself. Hmm. There are some good ones, though, that, that seem to be running really well. With on, I'm, I'm running like six or seven mods on my single-player games right now, and I've it runs smoothly, like with no issues so far. I have, um, a, I have a totally unrelated question. Is it a bad time? No, go right ahead. How is Kitty's like candle soap business thing going? She is about to launch, and I've got to say, she did a really professional job with all of this. Um, I'm trying to get this on camera. She camp. did. So, 
Mango peach fusion. It smells like. Can you mango. read the rest of it to me? Those weren't words I see every day. Um, it's kosher, non-GMO, eco soy wax. Okay. Uh, uh, the name of her. <coughs> I don't know. I don't know if she wants. Uh, yeah. So that's what it says there. And um, I don't know. She's got lots of them. There's blueberry cheesecake over there. I'm looking mm -hmm. at. Uh, and they smell just like it. She got all of these. Uh, like the. They're not flavors. They're scent size. Or whatever. The, the smelly part that makes <laughs> peach or blueberry or whatever. And she took a. And she's been experimenting with them for probably two months, getting all the getting all of them right. She's been experimenting on like making the wax uh, melt right. Uh, it, it's it's hard apparently. Like it was crystallizing at one point and caking on the top at one point, but now it's like perfect. And uh, they burn for like 50, 60. No, they burn longer than that. They burn for almost four days straight which is kind of surprising. That's like one of those emergency candles. It's like 100 hours. Yeah, it really does. Like, like one of these has been, this candle, like it's burnt down to like here, and it's been burning for 48 hours at least. Like I lit this candle not last night, but the night before. Huh. Um, so, and they smell really great. So it's going really well. And it's not just the candles. She Could made, you just um, smell a burning candle? Yeah. Is you know, you're getting like superheated air in there? It's warm. I mean, you know, it's not super hot. Okay. I just picture um, like you're, you're, now you're out of nostril hairs. <gasps> yeah. um, and it's not just a candle. She, they, they, she's got lip balm and uh, like like a pain like a pain cream rub stick, and it's all like really professionally packaged and stuff, and like sealed. And there's uh, there's beard oil. Uh, that's she's made that as well. She's got like peppermint beard oil and all hmm. these uh, all these cool little products. Wouldn't it be so, yeah. interesting if she hit it big, big? <laughs> Like, super big. Like, are you familiar with Burt's Bees? Is that what it's called? Yeah, that guy, got, that guy got really rich. Really? He's a billionaire with a B. Is he? Yeah. I mean, he's, well, are we talking about the guy who, I, I feel like he took a big payout, cut him, and he's not part of the company anymore, and now he lives, it seems like the reason I know about him is because he's living in, um, like, really modest conditions. Like, he, it seems like he might be burning wood and, and you know, that sort of thing. He's sort of a... Uh, he looked like a mountain man, like an old skinny mountain man type guy. Like I'm, he was completely disinterested with like the, the corporate success of Burt's Bees. And I think he just took some money and he still lives the same life he always lived. That's what I thought. Um, but I know he got super rich. He does live like a mountain man, like you said. While you were talking, I was trying to Google his uh, net worth. They're calling him a millionaire. And... Uh, I, I thought he was a billionaire, so maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I, the number in my head is that they paid him like a couple hundred million, but that could be completely wrong. It's just for some reason that's what I'm thinking. This, this says he, they gave him an undisclosed amount of money. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and, and you know, they're calling him like a modern day Colonel Sanders in terms of how like visible he is and how like like he's, his face is an icon and him with the beard and this thing and i was like really but now i, I almost kind of like i can picture it in my head yeah yeah i know exactly what he looks like and i'm gonna drag him in front of your screen so other people know what he looks like too looks like that and uh and they they think that his face will be as well known as colonel sanders at some point like, that's not gonna happen uh no just no you can't no that's 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 kfc colonel sanders I, like i know no nah, no way <laughs> i don't think he's gonna surpass i don't think that's gonna happen hmm 
but yeah, so I think she's launching sometime soon and like going to promote the thing. Um, what if she's, she's uh, worth 130 million in 10 years? Well, that'll be real good, won't it? Um, yeah. I, I, FPS Russia has some candles as well. I have a napalm candle. It's got like pistols on the label and stuff, and I've got a gunpowder candle. They really do smell like napalm and gunpowder. And, <laughs> and I've got a bullshit candle that literally smells like shit. It's awful, and I guess it'll make a good prank gift. And you know, they're not big like this. You're like you're not getting a, you're not getting a hundred hours of shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, like they're tiny. Like you know, they're about that big. Good and, thinking. Um, they'll burn for you know. A, Six hours, if I'm just guessing. The know, day they're, Kitty they're hits nine digits, I think she should sign me up for cookies. Absolutely. I'll, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll mention that to her. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I don't think she's uh, hoping to be a millionaire or anything, but it was, um, she just kind of started this project and it started as something small because they were seeing, it seemed that, I guess there were a lot of candles like this, these sort of gourmet, mm-hmm. eco friendly candles. My that daughter were really, loves them. There's a lot of markup in them. That's the, that's the bottom line. And uh, and just seemed like she felt like she could make them just as well as anybody else and uh, for cheaper and and make a better product. So she's trying to do that. That's exciting. I don't know. I mean, everyone knows I have a thing for entrepreneurs and it's like, yeah, I, I hope that she freaking gets everything that she's targeting. Bath bombs. She made this bath bombs, too. Um, you should see her. Making I don't think the I know bombs. what a bath bomb is. Uh, it's it, it, it's a form pressed. Um, It'll look like a star or a seashell or something. And when you throw it in your bath, it, it's like an Alka-Seltzer that, that, you know, that like puts like bath salts in the water and makes the, the, the water whatever that particular bath bomb was. It, mm-hmm. I don't know what hers are, if it's going to turn it into Caribbean punch or if it's going to make it uh, like good for your muscles. But she's, she's got, you should see her mixing the chemicals. She's got, like a, she's got one of those paper masks we were talking about. No, Kitty, not a paper mask. <laughs> Jesus, Kitty. <laughs> well, they're, they're household. You know, it's like baking soda is one of the ingredients, and there's like all these little acids and stuff. And so, yeah, she's like she's making all she's making all that stuff. She she really does has been working on it a bunch. Um, just a couple hours a day every day for uh, I guess a month and a half, two months now. So it's it's about to come together. And uh, I don't know. If, I don't think she's expecting to be a millionaire or anything. I think she just thinks it's a cool project. Of course to do. not. She'll be a hundred millionaire. A billionaire, <laughs> but it. Uh, I, I I'll vouch for her candles for sure because um, they they really do smell good. They're 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 gourmet candles. That's how I would describe them. Well, that sounds uh, awesome. Yeah, I wish I had one. I'm sure she'll send you one. She's got. Uh, she usually gives me her like fuck ups. Like if um she uh it, it took her a while to like find the way to make the wax burn down evenly or burn down in a, like a, the perfect way and like I've get, this is I think this is actually a pro, an early prototype and that's why maybe there's some wax still up here. It's that's not supposed to be. Ah, that's interesting. And, and it what's cool is. I'm not going to talk about your business, but I've observed both of you becoming experts in a field. And, you know, just like, yeah, I started Googling it and the information is online. And I, you know, this is a thing that no one else is doing that I think that I can do better. And, and, Mm -hmm. uh, it's like, oh, look at that. You know, like it, things that, that like to me, I like, I wouldn't even know how to start other than Googling. You guys are like, all right, you know what? I'm going to be an expert in a thing. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm working on a completely different field, uh, right now. It's, it's similar in some ways, but it's, it's completely different. Uh, 
just in just that Googling. you need to research. Yeah. Yeah. It was just Googling. It was just Googling and, and getting on forums and finding that other people had had the same thoughts I had had and, and seeing like them discuss it. And then occasionally someone who's a chemist or something comes in and they're discussing it. And then some guy who comes in who's a lawyer and he's discussing it. And you've got expert opinions talking about uh, the things that you need to know. And uh, Googling will, you can learn anything from Googling. Uh, you really don't need um, to become an expert in the field through formal education, I don't think, if you're trying to be an entrepreneur. It feels, it feels like if you really want to jump into something that you can get on Google and spend a few hours every night learning more and more. And that's what I've been doing. I'm still, I've, I've learned a lot more about the thing that I'm going to do uh, lately. There's, uh, there's lots of cool stuff I can do. I've done that too, like uh, with cars and uh, off-roading stuff and with woodworking, like a lot of it was just going online. Forums are a really good one, and you, know, and you can question and answer and see what people have talked about before. But uh, there's a lot of expertise out there you can learn. It's, it's, when you're motivated, it's cool. Yeah, there's a few projects where I've like, I'll Google what I want to do, and then I realize that like there are no search ret re you know return for like what I'm looking to do, and I'm just like shit. Nobody's ever made a paintball silencer, really? Like, and you just you just gotta. That was one thing I wanted to do once. I wanted hmm. to make paintball silencers, and I kept looking deeper and deeper into it. And there's this whole thing where the ATF shut that down in 1996 because they said that an air gun or paintball gun silencer. Um, was under the same restrictions as a as a machine gun silencer or you know a firearm silencer because they felt that it could be uh, altered in some way to operate on a regular firearm, and so I was like, well, fuck all that. I got an SOT. I got an FFL. Let's just fucking make. I'll make a silencer. I don't care. I'll just register it. We'll do it that way. And they're like, oh, but no. Part of that whole thing was that part of the insurance agreement that every paintball field has their liability insurance is that there's no silenced paintball guns used at their field, uh, which doesn't make any sense to me. But that right. Just, Put the kibosh on my whole project. Hmm. Well, that sucks. I, I still might do it. I really want it. It would be expensive, and it'd be a big way. It'd be a, a ton of time and machining and materials. But I want to make a carbon fiber silencer and for my. A waste people. of all those things, but. I've already got a lot of the materials, uh -huh. and uh, I've already got the carbon fiber tubing. I've got a little bit of that laying around, and uh, I, I want to make, make one out of an oil filter, but with a yeah. bigger hole. With a paintball gun. Um, I don't know. I feel like because because the the air is so low velocity, you need bigger port. I don't know. I the answer is I don't know. Yeah, I wonder if you could find an oil filter that's like for a semi or something and twelve inches long or eight inches long. And I wanted to do a different. So the way I wanted to do the silencer is by encasing the barrel um, in a mm -hmm. tube, and you know. Uh, enclosing it on either end and then you've got your baffling in there where the gases are coming out of the barrel and being uh, slowed down by the the volume and space that's inside of that tube that's placed over the barrel you know you just throw some media in there whether it's uh, you could make baffles out of washers you could use uh, um, um, steel wool for your media mm -hmm. and you could have a really saw, uh, quiet gun but it just I can't use it on a paintball field so it seems like a waste of time you probably pop a lot of balls too like i'm just picturing it being like prefer like the ball traveling through a perforated tube so that the air can escape out the sides might well pop they some already balls. they already have that that's um they already have barrels with holes in them it's called porting mm -hmm. and uh, they'll have holes all the way down so it'd just be a case of like polishing the inside of the barrel back uh you know after you've done the porting i don't know how to port barrels correctly not a paintball barrel anyway mm -hmm. uh, so that'd just be another little step of the way <sighs>
right. Will you call it a wrap? Hmm. Do we have anything else we want to talk about? I keep meaning to give out my P.O. box, but I keep forgetting uh, exactly what the address is. <laughs> I, I think it's I think it's P.O. Box one zero two Carnesville, Georgia three zero five two one, but it could be two zero two. Here's the thing: if you send it to one zero two and you put my name on it, they all know who I fucking am. Like, like I, I'm not trying to brag about my connections at the post office. Or kind anything. of a big deal at the Carnesville <laughs> post office. Yeah, up at the Carnesville <laughs> post office, they knew who I am. <laughs> <laughs> but they do. I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm like third cousins with like the lady who, uh, who's the main, the postmaster or some shit. So uh-huh. like. Send, and it doesn't matter how big it is. Send me anything you want. I don't care what it is. I uh, I got this. Um, I got those weapons the other day, or, or that monkey fist from that guy. I keep meaning to get get that piece of paper he sent me and give him credit for what he gave me. And I got that uh, all those uh, those bracelets that he made for me. But I, uh, I I like seeing the weird shit that people send. So send some stuff. I'll, I'll bring it be, on the show. I used to be a big deal at um at the Apex Wells Fargo branch, mm-hmm. but I don't live there anymore. But like uh-huh. if they caught me waiting in the teller line or something, the bankers would come out and be like, hey, something I can help you with instead. You know, I can do a lot of things those tellers can do. Or, yeah. uh, you know, it, like my big claim to fame, listen to what a hot shot I am. I went to order deposit slips and they're like $37. And they're like, no, 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 no. Those are free. Not for him. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is awesome. It's, it feels really good when like when someone at the bank treats you nice. Like, yeah. I know like I've when I'm doing taxes or something like that, I'll be like, I need the entire year's statements. Mm-hmm. And, and those are usually $50 per account. I've got three accounts. And there's like, oh, those are, don't worry about that. Yeah. So it's nice when they do that to me. And, and, you know, they all wave. And I don't even know who the fuck they are sometimes. But that's why I stay at that small town bank that I've always been at, mm-hmm. that my father's at, even though I've had like two or three incidences with them that really <laughs> like, I would have left a Bank of America or a Wells Fargo long behind. But because they're who they are and they know me and everything, I just fucking, all right, you cocksuckers. <laughs> just keep moving along. Yeah. Now, now that I moved, they, they don't seem impressed with me at all. Oh, <laughs> oh well. Uh, whatever. So, all right. Well, so that was Painkiller Nearly, episode 39. Next time, big 4-0. Yeah. That'll be cool. That's a lot. I'm proud of it. Maybe we'll get Taylor. He says he's coming soon. I was here. <laughs> I'm gonna get a ta- if he keeps this up, I'm gonna get a Taylor puppet. <laughs> All you gotta do is get like get like a Count Dracula puppet and take the fangs off, I think, and you'll just have Taylor. I've so, got a thing for the next PKA. I hope I remember it. But uh we'll see it. Alright, so painkiller nearly episode thirty nine.